Hello everyone. My name is Oyez Asmal. Welcome to another episode of Two Ways to Skin a Cat, a show where we talk career experiences, entrepreneurship and investments. The main aim is to show that there's more than one way to be successful other than just climbing the corporate ladder. We are live on LinkedIn and YouTube and the show will be available on podcast by tomorrow morning. Don't forget to like and subscribe and click on that notification bell to get automatically notified when the next episode comes out. If you are joining us live, please uh, drop a one in the comments so that we know we're not talking to ourselves and drop a two in the <laughs> comments if you're watching the recording. My and guest for this week, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> My guest for this week is Grant Apple, Chartered Accountant and Head of Sales and Business Development at LifeCheck. And he's also doing his Masters in Commerce. Grant, thanks so much for joining me today. Hey, how's it going? Good to be here. Let's let's jump straight into questions. Maybe tell us your story, where do you come from, and even outside of work, who is Grant yeah. Apple? Give us that backstory. Sure, that's a that's a, the long question. I should have thought about this a little bit more. But no, look, I'm um, my name is Grant Apple. I am a child of the Cape Flats. Um, I grew up Montana, uh, thirty-seven years ago now, um, and yeah, just went to Silverly. For those of you who were ever there, York Road, and then eventually Norman Enshawood. Um, so very much grounded, born, raised on the Cape Flats. And yeah, just uh, have an amazing family. Um, I think, I don't know how successful I am, but I know that, you know, if there's anything that's you know, sort of admirable to what I've done, is, is definitely down to my parents and then the support I've received. So mother's a teacher, dad worked at a factory, um, but really focused on giving us the best education they could give and sacrifice for us. Um, amazing siblings. I'm married. I've got a, a child. Um, professionally, I'm a charter accountant. It was a very scenic journey. It took a while. <laughs> I did not go straight from start to finish in the shortest possible time. Um, and my journeys have taken me from UCT to UNISA to Fort Hare um, in East London. Um, and my professional journey through Old Mutual, Mazars, uh, PSG Consult, which is amazing. Um, and now with this, you know, fast growing tech South African startup and moving sort of out of the space of traditional CA um, into this business role, like really helping to grow a business and being involved in the sort of forefront of technology and innovation in the country. Um, and then increasing now beginning to sort of expand my own horizons, whether it be consulting and sort of development and, and things outside of outside of work as well. So I'm a Christian. Um, my faith is very important to me and I believe in community. That's a big part of who I am. Family is important. Um, and I really believe in, I guess, this generation in this country. I have, I have a passion for the impact that you know, our history has had on an entire generation of the majority of, of the population of this country. Um, we don't necessarily have the role models, we don't have the stories that, you know, we we should have had that was robbed from an entire generation, regardless of our, of our backgrounds. And I'm really passionate about, you know, being a small voice in sort of the the rising of a, of a generation and helping inspire other people ahead of, behind me, with me, whatever to be the best they can be and to, to make a positive impact on this country. I hope I haven't said too much. No, <laughs> not at all. To... Not at all. That is yeah. perfect. And you, I mean, you even touched on a little bit on my next question where you said you, yeah. the, the, the scenic route or not the normal route, but 
Yeah. Sales and business development is a very front <laughs> office position. I mean, it's pretty mm. much the voice of the company. A lot of accountants, they shy away from these type of roles. Were you yeah. a natural salesperson or did you have to develop it? I must have been because, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a hard thing to convince a CEO to put a, a CA at the front of the, <laughs> their business, especially when they make as many flow jokes as I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, no, look, it was, I think I found my voice. I mean, very interestingly, you know, when I talk about my senior group, I don't only talk about my journey professionally. I'm talking about my academic journey. I took 12 years to qualify as a CA um, when the traditional route should have been seven or eight if I had sort of passed all the exams. So that's part of it. And it was quite interesting. You know, there were times during that journey where I really was, actually became quite despondent towards the end. I was like, do I do this before I revitalize? Um, but one of the interesting things was during that time, I spent one year in Arizona, America, um, so in Phoenix, and I was selling educational books door to door because I could never afford to go overseas. But there was this company that would help you get overseas and you could work and earn money to pay for the flight. So I used that experience to save some money to pay for the next year's education because I'd lost my bursary um, to get overseas and see what the outside of South Africa looks like. Um, and in doing that, I learned the hard lesson of what it's like to knock on somebody's door and to your know, proposition them, which is a thing in the States. And little did I know that, you know, I'd come back, I'd gone this journey, eventually really started to do well professionally um, and in my career as a CA, and then come all the way back to that moment at 20, where I'm knocking on the doors of Spanish speaking people who I never expected to meet, who didn't know anything about me, and to whom I often sold books without speaking a single word that we both understood. Um, so, and, you know, then when I went to LifeCheck, you know, when you work in a startup company, you wear multiple hats, and often your role can change in a very short period of time. And I joined quite early, so I was the first senior employee that, you know, joined the company with shares and all those kinds of things. Um, and there were just six or seven people in this really dingy office in Tibble Square, like probably the cheapest rent we could possibly find <laughs> in town. And we sort of come in there, broken desks, that kind of thing. And I started sort of in the back office. It really wasn't my strong suit. So part of it is me actually struggling with the role that I was given initially. And then the other part was, you know, just as things went on, I began to, or the, I guess Abu began to notice that, you know, when Grant spoke to somebody, new clients joined the business. <laughs> and then you started dragging me along to these dinners and, you know, these meetings of new people. And I guess it just grew from there. It was like, okay, you're way more useful with me over here than you are back at the office. And it just took on a life of its own. It, it sounds like it wasn't planned, but it happened, it, it happened naturally. Not at all. Not at all. And I think you you opt on a good because uh, my next question was going to be what if somebody doesn't doesn't have a natural is not a natural salesperson what uh, how do they do to develop it and you gave a good a good uh, point here of learning to to be okay with rejection putting yourself out there knocking on doors that helps so much. No, definitely. Just one second, Honey, Would you mind closing the door, please? Yeah. Um, so yeah, the sorry, we have a newborn baby. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> Cool. So yeah, look, great, great question. Um, 
the you you asked me what the lessons are look i think sure there's so many lessons and i don't know if any of these things are true so it's just my perspective if somebody's told you something different don't sort of jump off what they say and, and jump into what i've said but look i think talent is often overrated and it's a it's a it's a it's a lesson i'm beginning to learn now because i think in a large part i've tried to sort of lean on ability rather than hard work and in all my experiences whether it's being selling you know career whatever talent is really helpful but generally hard work will take you 80 percent of the way there and focus now i do think passion is important because it provides the motive force the drive to be able to get up every day so i do think it's important to test a few things and find something that you will at least mostly enjoy that there's something about the activity that really you enjoy doing but with any task that you do there will be areas that you weak any job any stream you choose and there'll be there's like this element of hard work and focus and discipline that's required so i think you know once you found the thing that you want to focus on don't always focus on about what the talents are because often it's going to be that like sort of ability to really hone in and focus and you will develop the skills that you need because I was the goody two shoe to choose nerd who made horrible speeches at school. And, you know, now hopefully I'm make a little bit better speeches. <laughs> You're less bad and, and, and more, you know, I'm the same. But yeah, just keep focused, man. Like whatever you find to do, don't uh, like listen to people who care about you. That's that's a big rule. And with others, listen lightly because you don't want them to destroy your confidence. Um, and then just find something to focus on, focus on day by day, little bit by little bit. The 10,000 10, hour rule is a lovely proxy to use. Um, and the idea being that if you spend enough time focusing on improving day by day with focused, you know, commitment, you can achieve anything. Um, you really, or let me say, you can you can really achieve a lot um, if you if you if you do that. Okay, no, that, that's good advice. Uh, talk to us a little bit about your your master's journey. So most people would put sales and business development on this side of the spectrum, and a master's in commerce on the other side of the spectrum. How do you marry the two? Like, and and what was your experience like? Would you recommend it to other people? Yeah, like. Well, man, first of all, this is a touchy subject. If uh, if my supervisor is listening to this, he's going to, oh, it's going to be terrible. So I have, I've completed like 70% of my master's, but the last 30% has been put on pause um, sort of for the past couple of years, the mini dissertation. And uh, the it's actually, I'm speaking to my executive, to my coach right now. Um, and this is one of the things for the new year that we're going to finish and take on. Um, I think, I think continuing to, I think the main thing that you want to do there is sort of this game that works in the world. And it's like, it's very important to play the game, but also to focus on where you want to go to. I think this is making sense, but I'll explain, try and explain what I mean. Like, I think it's the most important thing for you as a person developmentally is to continue to grow and improve. And that can and that needs to be the focus there's a big focus today um, and i think especially with our generation of, of folks who now have these opportunities that our parents never had to try to amass a lot of letters and things behind our name um, that 
position us well in the marketplace. That's the game of things. And actually, there's a lot of validity in that. I know in a, in a large part, I don't think I'd be where I am today, even though it's got nothing to do with being a CA, if I wasn't a CA. Because people respect the brand. You know, there's a lot of credibility. There are things about the experience that allow me to have an advantage in my space. But I'm sure that could be linked in other ways. But the fact that I have that makes all the difference. Um, for somebody, just somebody hiring, it's a safer hire, et cetera, et cetera. So I think pursue that. But I think while you're playing the game, like doing the thing to put yourself, you know, further and further into the queue, don't forget about like genuine development. And that is about learning knowledge and the application of knowledge that benefits you, like helps you to become better at what you're doing and gives you better options for the future. Now, for everybody, that will look different. For some people, it might be, you know, a course in Udemy that, you know, takes you, you know, gives you a certain set of skills that you need to take the next step. For somebody else, it might be the masters. I was very happy with the masters I chose um, because it immediately helped me with what I was going to do, um, what I was doing at work. And I think it really was a big part of me taking the next step up at, when I was at PSG. Um, and the course was, I'd come back from work and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm literally doing a project. Or come back from class and be doing a project and be able to apply elements of the valuations to what I was doing day to day. And I think that was quite, I, I sort of got both in, in one, um, which is which is incredibly important. I think it's incredibly valuable, um, but I do think just be careful not to do it because somebody else is doing it. There generally will be something that you that would be very beneficial for you. Um, but that is a journey you need to go on yourself um, and sort of answer that question in your own mind. I was just going to waste a lot of time and money and you'll be, I know a lot of people who studied, you know, beyond what they had to do and they're very disappointed with what they did. Do something that you're interested in and passionate about, otherwise you're just wasting your time. Yeah. If there's anyone that's got any questions long, for Grant. long answers to short questions. No, eh? I, I, that's exactly what we want. If anybody's got any questions for Grant, please add them to the comment section now. We'll deal with all the questions towards the end. Um, so, so, so Grant, you joined Life, Life Check, like you mentioned, at a very early stage. Coming from corporate, what's it like moving to a startup compared to a corporate? And what advice do you have for someone thinking of joining a startup? Sure, it's a game changer. Uh, it, it, was, it was totally different. I was like a fish out, out of water um, when I got there. Um, and there, again, there are so many elements to the decision that I think is important. I think the first thing is um, the actual decision. So when you join a startup, um, you know you can join a startup that's you know, at a stage where they've got funding and they're paying decent salaries and you, know, you sort of get easy. It's a bit difficult then also because you don't quite get the equity exposure that you might get when you join earlier. So I joined right at the start. So I got quite a big equity exposure. Um, relative to anybody else who came afterwards. Um, so, but you take a huge risk for that. You know, you give up, like I, you know, you, know, you have multiplication, addition, you have division. There was like a lot of division going on <laughs> when it came to the actual cash that I was getting paid. I was working for free um, in a large sense. And that's like when you join that early with something that ambitious, um, you, you have to take that. And that's a, that's a decision not everybody can make. You know, I was in a position where I was single. Um, I really wanted something that I could, 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 that could take me to the next level. 
um, and give me a quite unique experience. Um, I wanted the autonomy. I wanted the ability to be involved at the genesis of this thing to really shape and impact the way the like the way the organization will be must have my fingerprints on it. Um, but that comes at a huge cost, and not everybody can make that decision. You know, when I made that decision, my I told my parents I, I want to give them the opportunity to influence the decision, even though I I made the decision, you know, in my own mind, and we cried, man. My my parents, I mean, we came from the from the Cape Flats, poor family, and finally, you know, granted, made it, um, finally earning a decent salary, um, you know, really proud of what I'm doing and happy that I made this. And now, after two years of being like really at the top and careers like sort of going, you know, making the decision to throw it all away in their minds, and they were devastated. I mean, I gave them a couple of days before I actually signed because I wanted them to at least understand it a bit better. So I think that is a real thing, and I don't think it should ever be disrespected. I think it's very important to hear what people will care about you. Think about the decision, and you know, if you can do it, if you have a family and kids, it's a different situation. And then there's like the actual work. You know, I came into that first executive meeting and I had a, built a whole bunch of Excel sheets that I thought was going to impress everybody. And these guys were not interested, man. I felt so embarrassed because, you know, they were Google Sheets and very practical, no fancy agendas, like very, very focused on producing like immediate, tangible difference. Things move faster. They're a lot more fluid. Um, you know, you're far more accountable. There's nobody to hide behind. And like every day you need to be adding to like, the the business and i struggled with that initially um you know in corporate you get to hide behind a lot you can always blame other people they're always teams they're, they're a whole bunch there's a totally different dynamic where all that is stripped away there are no suits there's no hierarchy position salary different like differences that separate people like all that matters is what you're trying to do the speed at which you can do it and the effectiveness of the execution um and you know but it's thrilling like, you know, it took me a while to just, once you get into it, though, it's, there's, there's nothing more rewarding knowing that, like, you know, whatever's out there is being influenced day to day by what you're doing. And the story that will be told at the end of the day would have been shaped in a large part because of the efforts that you and the team have, have done. It's, it's totally different. It's, it's, it's quite a vulnerable thing. Let's put it that way. I, I think, that, I mean, that's probably described it really, really well. I haven't somebody described it that way. But speaking of levels, uh, I've yeah. been to one or two life, life check seminars. Initially, yeah. I thought, okay, I, I'm going to be comfortable with this level one financial freedom. It'll be good. <laughs> but now my mind is playing around with how do I get to level two? And I blame you. I blame you for giving me this definition. <laughs> so, how did you come up with it? Look, I mean, I definitely can't take credit for it. Maybe I can take credit for being a, a reasonably decent communicator of those concepts. But Look, I mean, one of the things that makes LifeTrack quite special um, is that we, our life, our, our business is focused on stories that are real. Um, and the data that we get is quite unique because we do interesting things for our clients. We collect interesting bits of data about them that matters to us because the way we advise them is really based on those data points. And I remember, you know, the first talk that we did that really resonated like tremendously was the Black Tax Store. We really went and from our own clients, you know, tried to understand what's happening. Um, and I think that's like, once you start there and you begin to see people's ambitions and you begin to see people's, 
you know, circumstances and you begin to see the decisions that they're making and how these things pan out. You know, the definitions that you see, the clean, sanitized, like slick storytelling is just a result of that. And, you know, our CEO, Abu Adey, he is, I mean, he's one of the most incredible minds I know. I, you know, I studied with him. I, I basically hinged my career onto his career because I knew him as a 19-year-old person. <laughs> I mean, 19 year old at Boston, we were walking around UCT and just like on our own buzz. And um, he's an incredible mind, talent, and actually just his ability to tell his stories is quite impeccable. I mean, if I have any skill now, a large part of that's been shaped by, you know, being with him and learning from him. And I think, you know, those narratives are very well put together in a large part because the effort that he and the team sort of have put in, and I've added a small bit to it. Okay. I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Uh, <laughs> one, one question that I like to ask all my guests is what is one piece of yeah. advice you would give your younger self? Hmm. Sure, there's a lot. Um, I mean, look, I'm, I'm going through like sitting with a coach right now. Um, and I think it's the right time. I think it could have obviously been earlier. I think for each one, the story is difficult. If you're asking me personally, um, I think to not be so concerned about what other people think about you or how what you do sort of resonates with other people, but really to dig deep and, and decide what you want for yourself. That's like just a personal thing for myself. I think in a large part in my journey, I've received awards. I mean, if there's anybody who was with me at school, or whatever, you know, you'd know that. And I think that affected me too much. It affected me. I think I began to work for, you know, sort of for the affirmation of other people. Um, and it robbed me of the ability to really explore different avenues. I don't know if I would have chosen to become a CA if I had. I think it's been amazing for me. Um, but if I look at my talents, my skills, maybe I'd have chosen a different path or maybe I'd have done it, but I would have approached it differently and I'd have tried other things on the side. Um, I think, you know, try and find a mentor. I, I love what you're doing because of that. Uh, it's something that I'm going to be getting involved in. You know, I've been doing it very on a small basis, like, but going forward in a bigger way, um, because I wish that our generation had, you know, a space to come and speak to where you can be vulnerable and have somebody really give you guidance that you don't have to take 10 years to learn. Now, I'm very passionate about that. I love what you do because of that. Um, so I think that that is important, you know, just, yeah, those are a few things. There's several more. Okay. Um, there's, there's not, there aren't any, any questions. Everybody just seems to be enjoying the show. Are there any last few words from you or anything that we didn't discuss that you'd like the art audience to know? Passion project or anything that you want to talk about? Wow. Um, I guess from my side, I don't think I'm that interesting. <laughs> I doubt that. I, <laughs> but what I would say is, look, I think that we know, I think, probably both of us, a lot of people who have, you know, interest in, in a lot of things. And, you know, as as a in a world that's very global, you know, we look overseas a lot to, to what's happening over there. And I think it's right that we do that. And I think the opportunities for different people to go and explore those things, which you know are right and people should enjoy. But I do want to just, um, I think just let people know that 
you know, there's, okay, maybe the most important thing is added to that, is that, you know, we, circumstance affects all of us, um, but there's always an opportunity wherever you are. Um, one of the reasons why you're comparing myself to other people is it hasn't been helpful for me because you know, if we just focus, on, there's so much out there that if we just focus every day on being better than we were yesterday, when you look back in five years time, you'll be an entirely transformed person. Um, one of the mistakes that I made in my life was almost giving up on myself when I felt like I would missed an opportunity. And then because of that, I missed on so many other opportunities. You know, if you were 25 years old and let's say you'd messed up your entire life, you didn't study a single thing. If you took five years in your, of your life, you maybe did matric over at 25, one year, then went and studied a four-year degree. At 30, your life story would be entirely different because you could have started all over. And because our country has so much opportunity, because we are so relative to other world countries with the same kind of infrastructure that we have underdeveloped in that sense, there's a huge opportunity for people with skills to be able to build and do things. Um, we have a low lifestyle cost relative to the rest of the world. That's one of the benefits of our weaker end and, and other things. So you can do hustle, you know, combined together. If I look at life check, it was really started by four friends, you know, and all of us, even those that joined afterwards, were all connected to each other through UCT, through friend circles, um, and are doing something really special together. So I think, you know, believe in yourself, believe in your own journey, you know, don't put so much attention on, you know, we, we have a lot of idols, you know, people that we admire out there and, you know, we're wishing them well, but you don't realize that in ourselves, we have the own ability to build our own story, to become a hero to somebody else. Don't disrespect your own journey. You're really, really important, no matter where you find yourself right now, you know, make the most of your life. Your life can't go by and it not be noticed because it's too important, it's too valuable to to not live a life to the fullest. And I'm not just talking about earning money. I'm not just talking about, you know, having a great job. You know, really a beautiful life, a fulfilled life is about happiness, internal happiness, a sense of peace, of being a blessing to people around you, being able to receive that from other people as well as people, you know, it's a real blessing to give. So people love giving and the way we interact and engage and then influence our society, you know, is amazing and i think we need to value our lives enough you know don't let our apartheid past you know define how we think about ourselves we, need to, we can move beyond that we can be better we can be great holistically and that's really my wish for everybody i just want people to like tap into that positive energy that exists and um and just like i want to see some superstars from people in this chat you know in four or five years time look up to them and be like man this is somebody i want to be like um that's really just my wish for every young South African in this country, to be honest. That's a great way to end. The show has been live on YouTube and will be available on podcast tomorrow. If you are watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast and you feel it's added value, don't forget to like, subscribe, and click on that notification bell so that you get automatically awesome. notified when the next episode comes out. Our book giveaway ends on Thursday the 16th, so make okay. sure you sign up for that. Grant, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, always. God bless everybody. Take care. Have an awesome holiday season. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for another episode of Two Ways to Skin a Cat. Goodbye. Bye-bye.